Hello and good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lenny, and I am excited to be with you this morning. I love, I love being with you. I love sharing the Word of God. And um, I know there's only a few of you that get up with me this early, and most of, most of you that are going to be listening are listening later on in the day. But um, I, I love each and every one of you. I, I appreciate each and every one of you so very much. And uh, I'm never going to stop saying it. I'm never going to stop letting you know. Um, Mom, you're up early. Cindy, Cindy, man, I can't wait to meet you in person one, person one day, Cindy. Every time I drink a cup of coffee, I think of you. And let me tell you something about Cindy. This is beautiful. I was sitting on uh, my son's porch one day. We were living with Brandon when we were transitioning from uh, where we were living in, in Fishkill when I was a superintendent of um, Horizons at Fishkill and, and get, getting ready to move into our own home. So we were living with Brandon. And I'll never forget one night, it was, it was, it was about, uh, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock at night. The sun, the sun was going down, so it was dusk. And I was just sitting there thinking, you know, I, Lord, I, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm the right man. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can, you know, be a pastor. I, I just, I just don't, I don't think I have what it takes. I, you know, and I was doubting, and I was doubting, and and I was in a bad place. And all of a sudden, bing, I got an instant message from from Cindy Barrett Edwards, who I've never met from Georgia. Man, she encouraged me. And that was my sign from the Holy Spirit. Keep doing it. You're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. So listen, each and every one of you has has something that you've poured into my life, whether you realize it or not. So I really love each and every one of you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I, I thank you for everything you do for me. You've done for the ministry, me and my wife. And uh, couldn't couldn't be we wouldn't be here without you right now so i'm never going to stop thanking you and i'm never going to stop telling you how much i love you so there we go good morning to everybody that's joined that that's joined today i don't know why i'm getting so emotional cindy you don't know how powerful that night was thank you anyway let's move on wow i'm a crier if you don't know it i'm a crier This is me. This is, this is who I am. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. You're never going to have to figure out where Pastor Lenny's coming from. So I just hope you're enjoying these times and, and I hope you're blessed by these messages. Today, we're going to dive into a little bit more, dive into a little bit more deeper what the message we started on yesterday. And that was, I titled it, The Revelation of Righteousness is the Meat of the Word of God. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of the Word of God. And, and believe it or not, Paul in that portion of scripture calls everything else milk. <laughs> milk, he calls it milk. You know, we think we struggle with the virgin birth and we think we struggle with, with um, 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 the three wise, not the three, the wise men and, you know, and um, 
what else do we, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, um, uh, messages on on Pentecostalism. Uh, come on, what other things do we do we do we struggle with? Healing, you know. But Paul didn't struggle with any of those things. Do you know how that's so powerful? Paul, he he gets converted, and this is the amazing thing: Thou shalt not have no other gods before you. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God and serve him only. Paul was as zealous for the law as a person could be. Philippians chapter, what was it? Three. Philippians chapter 3, four what verses? 4 through 8. Verses 4 through 8. Paul talks about his life. A Hebrew of Hebrews, of the tribe of Benjamin, you know, as, as to the law, you know. He, he was a Pharisee. He was... He, he was so zealous, and this is why he marched with orders from the high priest against those that were aligning themselves and talking about Christ, because they were making Jesus to be the God of the Hebrews. So Paul, in his zealousness for the law of Moses, trying to attain zealousness before God set out to wreak havoc, to arrest, to see some stoned those who were proclaiming Christ. He wanted to stop it in its tracks. Stop it right then and there. In fact, many a theologian and, and, and many many people who study Christianity, you know, believe its validity not so much on the resurrection or the proofs or the or the accounts or the surroundings of what took place there but of the conversion of Paul because historically this man was a zealous pharisee trying to attain righteousness his conversion was huge extremely huge he gets to the place now where he realizes there's no striving for righteousness anymore now there's only believing for it. Believing. And how? Faith in Jesus Christ. With your heart, you believe unto righteousness. With a mouth, you make confession unto your salvation. Everything changed for Paul. Everything. His whole, his whole life was, was turned upside down. And now, you know, he's on the defense. The Judaizers, the, those Jews, those, those, those that were zealous, zealous for the law of Moses, even some amongst fellow so-called believers from Jerusalem, meaning James, the apostle, right? So, you know, so now he, he's, he's, he's facing persecution everywhere he goes now because of, of his, his turning, of, of, uh, of, of his new life, you know, in Christ, of, his, of, you know, now righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. That's why he says, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not ashamed of this gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. For here is the righteousness of God, the gospel. So the revelation of righteousness is the meat of the word of God. And, and, and he talks about righteousness, righteous, justification, being just, justified almost a hundred times in his epistles. Paul did not struggle 
with, you know, healing or, you know, prosperity or, you know, so many of the things we, we struggle with. Because according to Paul, therefore, being righteous, you're at peace with God because of faith in Christ Jesus. And now you qualify to qualify for the great inheritance that he has stored for you. And now as a son, you're not only an heir, but you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. This was huge. Again, look at, look at Paul, uh, Philippians chapter three, verses four through eight. And then Acts chapter nine, his conversion, you know? He's, he's on that horse. Some, we don't know if he was on a horse. He was just knocked to the ground. We're assuming he was on a horse. Either way, man, he was, he was marching to Damascus and bang! He's on the ground and he sees a great light. He, he sees a, a, a majestic image. He, he sees a, a, a bright and brilliant person. And, and, and he says, who art thou, Lord? Because he knows this has to be the Lord. And he's... And Jesus answers, it's me, Paul, it's Jesus who you are persecuting. Wow, can you imagine Paul? So now, now, as far as Paul is concerned, there's one thing of utmost importance. There's one thing that everything else stems from, and it's righteousness. That's why I'm so fervent in, in, in my teaching and preaching about righteousness. You have to know, I am becoming more and more in, at peace in my life over the fact, the fact I'm righteous. I'm righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. I am as righteous as a person can be. I am righteous with the righteousness of God in and through Christ Jesus. Righteousness, and that makes me rule and reign in life as a king. I don't have to have more faith for this or more faith for that or believe in this or believe in that. My faith is towards righteousness, and righteousness, righteousness gets me everything. Righteous meters are so important. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation, no inferiority, inferiority complexes, you know, woe is me complexes, complexes no, no worry, no, no fear. Righteous before God at total peace, at total peace with God. So, we're going to, and you know what? The majority of the body of Christ, worldwide, worldwide, the majority of the body of Christ, worldwide, this is a fact. I was a member of a full gospel church. All the gospel, right? All the gospel, therein lies the righteousness of God to all who believe. I guess that part of the gospel, they weren't, getting. This is why Paul is talking about milk and meat. Milk and meat. So many mature Christians or Christians who believe they're mature are, are, are unskilled and still drinking milk because they're not, they're not eating meat. They don't know how to receive meat, the meat of righteousness. So I, would, I was getting this revelation of, I am righteous. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. And you hear that from ev all over. It doesn't matter. I'm watching Fox News, and I'm watching Sean Hannity, and he is broadcasting for everybody to hear. 
he's talking to another uh, one of his uh, what do they call people that go on his show and he's saying after all we're all simply just sinners saved by grace that is a thought of most believers in this country I bet that there's some of you, I don't bet, but I would imagine there might be some of you that listen to me still struggle with that. Because you know what? In your renewal process, you might sin. You might have a blip on your radar screen. But what you do doesn't define who you are. Just like you can't attain your own righteousness. You can't go and do righteous deeds and attain righteousness. You can't do it. You can't. You could be Mother Teresa. You could be Mahatma Gandhi. You could be another Martin Luther King. You know, doing good, you know. Doing good. Serving the people. Those acts of righteousness will not make you righteous at all. Only faith. Only faith in Jesus Christ. So now that you're born again, born anew, born of, a, born, of a, born of above, now that you've been made righteous, you're one with Christ, you know? It's not your, your behavior that, that defines you. God defines you. And when you line up with God's definition of who you are and what you can do and what you possess, then you're going to see real change in your life. When you align up with God's opinion of you, this is all false, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, then rip chapter 8 out of your Bible. Rip it out because Paul says, those he called, he justified. That's me and that's you. And those he justified, he glorified. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse 30. In your progression, Paul, you tell us that we're now justified and we're now glorified. Back in Romans chapter 3, in verse 23, you said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Paul's looking at us and saying, yes, that's right. Past tense. All have. Now this is your present tense. All are justified and glorified. So, and I would be ministering to, to different people of, in, in that body that I was a member, uh, belonged to at the time. And I had some of them, you know, trying to, you know, Seemingly like they were turning around and all of a sudden I never forget one of the one, you know One of the leaders board member there. I'm, I'm getting him to believe. No, you're righteous. We're not sinners I sinners saved by grace that that's past tense and I'm taking him through the scriptures, but all of a sudden His mind went on over overload. I don't know if you were there that day. Lori's with me. She's just not on camera I don't know if you were with me that day. And anyway, I remember him Clear as day. He looked at me and he said but I am a sinner saved by grace. I'm not righteous. That's the thought of many a believer. I hope it's not yours. Because righteousness is everything. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of the word of God. Period. Now, let's look at some things, some words from that portion of scripture. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 and 14. And I hope you read it in multiple versions and especially the Mirror Study Bible. You know, Mirror Study Bible might uh, get some bad raps here and there every once in a while. You know what? There's no perfect Bible. It's not perfect, but I'll tell you what. It's got a revelation of grace 
like most of the other translations don't. And that's why I, I really I really like using it, you know, um, in my study. And, and the Holy Spirit, he led me to it. You know, he, he leads me. I go where he leads me. So anyway, um, from the King James Version of the Bible, it says, <coughs> excuse me, it says this, of whom, of whom we have many things to say, and they're hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Do you know why Paul is addressing these Hebrews and saying that they are dull in, hear, in hearing? The reason is they're not receiving the gospel of Christ. So they're not believing in, and they haven't yet achieved the righteousness of God. <coughs> for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So Paul is saying, we should be the teachers to the world of what true righteousness is. But Paul is saying, you're not. You're not. And are become such as have need of milk. Paul is talking to educated people here. He's talking to people who know the word. You have to understand that. And he says, and are become such as have need of milk and are not strong in meat. For everyone that useth milk, listen to this, is unskillful in the word of righteousness. I have to stop here, guys. This is why it's important to know the word of God. Listen to this again. One that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Remember Romans chapter 10, Lori, in verse 6. It says this, For the righteousness by faith speaks. Righteousness by faith speaks. Now look at this. This is Paul again. The one that useth milk is unskillful in the words of righteousness. If you are not firmly established, standing, believing, uh, um, embracing your righteousness, your words are unskilled words. Romans chapter 10, verse 6. For the righteousness that comes by faith speaks. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. He who receives the gift of righteousness will reign as a royal king in earth through the one Jesus Christ. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. Oh, man. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use 
have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Let's look at some of those words from that passage. Let's look at the word dull. Paul is saying, first of all, dull. You've become dull. If you're still eating, uh, uh, if you're still sipping on milk and not eating strong meat, meat, it's because you become dull to the words of righteousness. And the word dull there means sluggish. <laughs> Listen, Pastor Lenny's not calling you these things. If you're listening to this, you know, if you just stumbled across this, Pastor Lenny's not calling you these things. This is from Strong's Concordance, the, 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 the Greek dictionary of the, of the wordings, especially from the King James Version of the Bible. So that word dull there, it means sluggish. <laughs> it means lazy. Lori, this is, this is not Pastor Lenny. And it means stupid. <laughs> wow. You can't get any more harsher than that. Skilled in the art of righteousness. Woo, remember that, remember that. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of the word of God. And then he uses the word milk. And you know what's amazing? They, they interpreted it or they translated it the word milk, perhaps because they couldn't come up with the word, you know, of its, of its real meaning. It would have been so nice if they did, because the word milk, it means less difficult Christian truths. You know, remember that movie? Uh, oh man, what was that movie with uh, with Tom Cruise and uh, Jack Nicholson? Uh, where he says, you know, I want the truth. Well, you can't handle the truth. Remember that movie? <laughs> Jack Nicholson was on on. You can't handle the truth. I want. <laughs> And this is what Paul's saying. Milk, milk means you're drinking milk means you can't handle the truth. Oh my goodness. You know, the word of God is amazing, guys. It's beautiful. Strong. Strong. Strong means strong, firm. Remember what I tell you? Immovable. Immovable. Solid. Hard. Rigid. When you are embracing your righteousness, you're strong. The word meat, nourishment, nourishment. And this means, okay, here it is, Lori, the importance of the word of God. Meat, nourishment, it is connected to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Well, verse 10, you know, the spirit is life, verse 10, because of righteousness. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then that same spirit that raised Christ, right, will revitalize and renew and nourish and strengthen your mortal body. This is righteousness. Isn't the word of God awesome? Awesome. Unskillful. If you're a babe and you're drinking milk, remember, babe, we didn't get the babe yet, but dull, sluggish, lazy, stupid, milk, less difficult Christian truths. Now here's unskillful. This is, oh my gosh, this is Paul, it's not me. This word really means, can you imagine if the Bible, if it just said these things, it would be so much easier for us to understand it and then get some revelation out of it. But the word unskillful there that you're reading, it means ignorant, inexperienced, 
ignorant and inexperienced. The word there, the word word, the word word, word of righteousness. Oh, man. The word means logos, a word uttered by a living voice. Jesus was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. And nothing came into being that has come into being except by the Word. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word for Word is Logos. Logos. So this means... Paul is saying here, when you are skilled in righteousness and you are eating meat, the meat of the word righteousness, now when you utter your words, it is now a living voice that gives life to what you're speaking to. Honey, isn't that awesome? That's, I, I see my wife is writing, man. She's writing and writing and writing. Now the word babe, if you're not skilled in the, in, in, in the art, uh, righteousness, and, and you're not eating meat, and you're still a babe, and you're still eating milk, the word babe here means it's figurative of a simple-minded person, an immature Christian, a baby, a child, childish, childish. This, this, this is powerful. I hope you've enjoyed this 25 minutes. I got two more minutes, that's all. I just I want to I want to sum it up by reading the portion of scripture from uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verses 11 through uh, 13 from the Mere Study Bible as as a closing thought. The Mere Study Bible, Hebrews chapter 5 <clears throat> starting with verse 11. On this subject there remains so much to be said. But Oh, how difficult it is to explain something to someone who hears with an indifferent attitude. Now, he's addressing the Jews. They have an indifferent attitude. They believe that you attain righteousness through, through you know, adhering to the law of Moses. Now, most Christians have an indifferent attitude because, well, they still believe the, right, the same thing. They're in the wrong covenant, and they still believe they're sinners saved by grace and that, that they have to attain to righteousness. So they're both in the same category, in different attitudes. Verse 12. By now, you Jews should have been professors able to teach the rest of the world. But you are still struggling with the ABCs of God's language in Christ. The difference between the prophetic shadow and the real is like that between milk and meat in your diet. You cannot live on baby food for the rest of your lives. <laughs> <laughs> the revelation of righteousness is the meat of God's word. Babes live on milk. The prophetic shadow of the real which was to come. So does everyone who is not pierced in the ear of his heart by the revelation of Jesus Christ. God's act of righteousness is Christ restored mankind to blameless innocence. Verse 14. This nourishment is the nourishment of the mature. 
They are those who have their faculties of perception trained as gymnastic precision to distinguish the relevant from the irrelevant. Wow. The mature are those who know the difference between the shadow and the substance, between the futility of the law of the do-it-yourself system of works and willpower to become righteous and righteousness revealed by the faith of God in the finished work of Christ. Powerful portion of scripture, guys. And uh, tomorrow, oh, no, not tomorrow, Friday, we're going to be talking about more of the fruits of this righteousness. But I hope this, this couple of days segue into this message of righteousness is solidifying in your lives the importance of righteousness righteousness and watching your meter for guilt shame condemnation low self-esteem you know feelings of inadequacy um, woe is me worry you know fear anxiety because now having been made righteous we are at peace and at peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ now, tomorrow morning, I will be broadcasting at 9 a.m. Uh, because I will be a guest speaker with my, um, my, uh, my, my first youth pastor, well, my only, my only youth pastor, Reverend Donald Foster from Yorktown Assembly of God. He's invited me to be a guest on his morning podcast, uh, his morning uh, broadcast live stream. And um, he's a wonderful man. He has a heart of, uh, that loves people. He's a pastor that loves, and the Lord wants me to get closer to him, to learn from him his heart of, of, of love to loving the sheep. So I'll be with him at 9 o'clock, and um, we'll see you then. I love you. Walk in your blessings. Walk in your righteousness. And I hope you can join us tomorrow at 9. If not, you know, we'll see you Friday morning at 8 o'clock. I love you. Lord bless you.